Fly Perspective Podcast, I want to send a huge rest in peace to Bunny Whaler, founding member of The Whalers with Bob Marley. Uh, very uh, dope legend in the reggae scene, man. Uh, got a lot of dope live songs with him, uh, him performing with um, with Bob Marley and all that, man. Got to check out those old albums. But I'm going to start with one of my favorite Bunny Whaler tracks. It's called Dreamland. There's a land that I have heard about so far across the sea. Classic joint, one of those, man, you know what I'm saying? You just vibing type of records, you know? You can listen to the lyrics, too, to just, you know, just talk about how, you know, you go into your dreamland and your happy place and your mentality, you know what I'm saying? And he's speaking on that, like, very deep record, man. And uh, rest in peace to the legend, Bunny Whaler. Uh, also want to send a rest in peace out to uh, my man from high school, man, my boy Brian, man. Now, disclaimer, not to confuse this with my best friend, Brian, that I was in his wedding a few years back. You know what I'm saying? Not to do, because, you know, people, you listen to this, like, damn, Brian died. You know? No, this is my man from high school, man. I hadn't seen him in, shit, since high school, probably, you know what I'm saying? But it came across the radar that he had passed away. So, going to send a huge rest in peace out to him, too. So, of course, we got to spark one for him. For both of them. Anybody else? Who? Cicely Tyson. She recently just passed. You know. Gonna spark a number for him. And, uh, definitely not trying to make light of the situation, but, man, recently here in St. Louis, bruh, somebody was at the gas station with, like, a, a, a mortuary van, and somehow somebody stole the mortuary, like, the funeral home van, right? And it had a body in the back of that motherfucker, bro. Like, I don't, I don't get it, bro. Like, can you imagine the person's face? It was two people. It was a man and a a woman. White people, actually. Because you know? <laughs> when I heard about it, I thought, like, man, what niggas just stole a funeral van? Because there's been a lot of carjackings and car thefts here in St. Louis lately, especially with the younger kids. But I thought, too, like, man, can you imagine the person's face when they realized a, a body was in the back of that mother? That would have freaked me completely out, a dead body just in the back. So we got to spark one up for whoever was in the back of that van, too, one time. You know, they did recover the body, I believe, so good in the car. But it's like every time you hear something crazy, there's always something that's crazier to top the crazy. You know, uh, one time for my man Tiger Woods, too. He just had a, a crazy car accident and it's crazy kind of media. You know, like I always say, try to play him one time talking about uh, there was some reporters talking about he. 
Uh, he he probably was on drugs or, or strung out on painkillers when really they already did a toxicology report on him and he didn't have nothing in his system. You know, whether if he did or didn't, ain't none of our, you know, business, man. We got to understand everyday life is hard for people like me and you. What what the hell Tiger Woods kind of pressure he got going on him. That's why it's like, man, it's mad wild how people judge like celebrities when it's like you really don't know. And it's like we live in an era now where everything has to be so publicized, man. Everything, nothing is private nowadays. You know, nothing is like, you know, like back in the day when I was in grade school. I don't say back in the day like I'm that old, but back in the day when I was in grade school, it was like a mystery to see lives of celebrities or what they do out. You know, you would wonder what kind of car they drive or wonder what their house look like. Now you know everything about a celebrity. I remember when, uh, what was it? Uh, True Life? No, nah, what was the, uh, behind the damn the MTV show? Behind the music. That's what it was. Behind the music, and uh, they would let people do like segments. I guess like you know behind the scenes of them. I thought that was so cool. Or, like the Road Home series that MTV had, where they would be with like celebrities in their neighborhoods. Whatever. Like Nelly had one that was hella dope, and I remember being like, man, that shit was raw. But not everything is so publicized. It's every everybody's judged like crazy, man. But uh, you know, healing powers to that brother Tiger Woods. Uh, they say it just seemed like he just kind of flew off the side of the highway. And it's crazy because the kind of car he was in, it was this car called a Genesis. If I'm not mistaken, it was a Genesis SUV that just dropped. It's like a seventy thousand dollar car, and it had so many um, uh, what is it? Road precaution protection. Uh, systems in the car that was like crazy so just to see that like, he just flew off the side of the highway i'm wondering like damn did the car malfunction because i don't even know what them really even dropped yet you know but you know that's just my my speculation but we gonna you know healing power to my man tiger woods and i guess while we on celebrity situations i just got done watching that britney spears documentary on hulu like the free britney documentary like that shit is like mad deep bro like mad deep. Like I, I of course I've heard Britney Spears heard of her, whatever, whatever, but I never knew like she was going through what she going through to like basically control her life and like how things were going down. Like I remember her having that little meltdown when she shaved her head and shit. And I was just like, damn, you know, whatever. You know, I seen a lot of little crazy shit. But then it goes into dissect like, you know, situations of her everyday life that just caused her to just like break the hell down. And even as a grown up, you know what I'm saying, to this day. She don't even have control of her own being, of her finances, uh, her estate, nothing. Her dad control all of it due to the 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 meltdown she had way back when. You know what I'm saying? How old is Britney Spears right now? Uh, hold on. Let me get my my Googles together one time. This slow ass internet. Uh oh, so she born at 81. So she's the same age as my brother. So she. Yeah, so she's 40. And she can't even oversee her own shit. That's crazy. That's crazy as hell. But yeah, it go into detail, man. If y'all haven't seen it already, definitely check that out, man. Um, very, very dope documentary. I'd probably say one of the dopest documentaries. An inside look of a person's uh, beginning to break down to how much that they needed somebody around them that really wanted to see them good mentally. Because with all she had going on, it was just that that shit was just hard to believe, man. Like it was just like I can only imagine. You know what I'm saying? I see why she she had a whole meltdown. But definitely check that out, man. It's on Hulu. That's where I seen it. Boy, she was so rich. They was talking about how she was performing in Vegas, 
and she would do uh, uh, three shows a, a week at like $300,000 a night. So you do the math. You know what I'm saying? It was like 300 and some thousand. So she's making like one point something million a week, my G, doing these performances in Vegas. And it was crazy to see like legally how all this shit was too based on like to continue to make her spend money. She either way she going, she's spending money on everything that has to do with everything. Like even with the lawyer situation, she got to pay for her dad's lawyers and her lawyers. And then it's all these different people inside of the conservatory, whatever the hell, that are controlling this and doing that on legal terms. You know what I'm saying? Back and forth on her side and her dad's side of what she can and can't do. Like she paying hella money in legal fees. And she was paying Kevin Federline hella money in child support. Hold on. Let me see. Uh, Kevin Federline child support. About 100000 a month. Yeah. Damn, that's hella, bro. <laughs> like, damn, he was getting a hundred thousand dollars a month in child support. Like, man, child support be whacking that ass. But at any rate, it's just sad to see what she went through. And like, you know, it's like there's no uh, redeeming for her. Like, they don't want to redeem her of anything, even though she went through some shit in her life. You know, cause to be that crazy famous when you that young, bro. That's like not normal as hell. You know what I'm saying? So it's gotta be like. And then, you know, the paparazzi used to be all on her, bro. That shit was crazy. My whole thing with the paparazzi situation when I seen on a documentary was just, like, she would pull up at, like, a Burger King or something to get some food, and there'd be, like, damn near 100 people out there trying to take pictures of her. And all up in the car, and she'd just smile and wave and whatever. I guess she just took it as, okay, I'll deal with it because I got to. But, you know, of course, over time and over time, like years and years and years of the same thing happening, it started just taking a toll. And I was just thinking the whole time with this whole paparazzi thing, like, well, was that orchestrated to, like, make more money come in? Because they even got the photographers on there talking about how they was making so much money selling the pictures to tabloids and this and that, you know. It's like, well, shit, was more money being made underhand with her pops or something like that? To like, That's why she ain't had no security everywhere she went? Because I would think the main thing you would do with Britney Spears, and she's a fucking mega star at the moment, bro, she would have security, like crazy security. You know what I'm saying? To where it's like she want to go in a store. They clearing out the store. You know what I mean? It's a perimeter down the block or something like that. Something crazy like that. So I really don't get how... She was that accessible, you know? Like I said, unless money was being transferred and it could have been, you know, whole ordeal, whatever. Uh, one of the craziest things in the documentary, the last thing I will say, and I won't give up everything that's on the documentary, was how, okay, when she first got signed to a record label, her mother had hired this, like, uh, uh, legal guardian. Not a legal guardian, but, you know, for example, she got the record deal and they had to have somebody go on tour with her because her mama was raising her her little brother and her dad was working or whatever the hell was going on. They couldn't afford to be on the road with her. So they hired this lady who was like her guardian or whatever that pointed by the, you know, family. It wasn't on no legal thing. I don't think because the lady was called like her assistant. So she was her assistant going everywhere with her for years. Right. So when her dad got in control of everything, he made her go work on the touring side, walking people to their seat. Yeah, overall, very dope documentary. Check it out. The U.S. vs. Billie Holiday documentary. Uh, it, it was a very unique one to me because I never knew that 
the United States had a case against Billie Holiday because of the song Blood on the Leaves. The song is called Strange Fruit. Blood on the Leaves is one of the lyrics within the song. Like, I always heard that song, you know, on samples, uh, you know, or actually heard the original song and was like, man, you know, because of the meaning of the song, you know, listening to the lyrics and they're talking about uh, what she's talking about, how they would lynch men uh, back in the day, lynch people. And she made a song and it's just like, man, the lyrics of that shit is just so real, man. Very real. I'm going to play a little bit from the, you know, the YouTube. I don't want it to flag my channel, you know what I'm saying? So I'll, I'll play it through this way. But, man, look this song up, man. Billie Holiday, Strange Fruit. And now I'm tuning espresso for me. Strange Fruit. The documentary was, you know, all, you know, of course about the music, but more so about the lifestyle and her lifestyle and how things were going, man, like, she was an addict, you know what I'm saying? She was on heroin, and, um, you know, that's how the government started to mess with her because of that song. Like, they did not want her to sing that song. So they would be posted up at the shows, like the police would, and if she sang that song, they were dragging her up out of there. Like, she was, like, you know, famous, you know? But uh, just other little stuff, you know, about her life relationships-wise, man. It was crazy to see, like... Um, the patterns of her being the way she was and she didn't know how to actually love a man it looked like like she she was just so used to being disrespected i guess it's what you call like the toxic situations like she would go for the guys who was beating her ass and shit versus a guy that's being you know really really nice to her you know and that's a lot of symbolism within itself also down to the the sexual aspect of it like in the the documentary um, there was a, a scene where uh, she was about to have sex with this guy, and uh, she wanted it, like, I guess, like, she just wanted to be, like, you know, fucked. <laughs> and he told her, no, nah, I don't want it like that. Like, basically, he wanted to, you know, a little passion with it. You know what I'm saying? It was, like, it just showed how, you know, fidgety she was with that. And it was just like, man, it's people that really be out here that be accustomed to stuff like that. And you wonder about people being like over sexualized and you know, see there's a lot man, there's a lot of symbolization with that man. But you know, you gotta check that documentary out too. Uh rest in peace to the great Billy Holiday. Other than that, I just been living for the Lord, bruh. You know, praise God, man. And tax time is up on us again, so make sure you get your damn taxes paid, get your back taxes paid. Cause if you don't know, Taxes can ruin your whole setup, bro, financially, you know, if you own a crib, all that, you know what I'm saying? If you don't pay your property tax on a car, it just keep going up. They add all these crazy fees, man, you get behind. It's like a tax hole is like, uh, it seemed like, man, it's just like, it's meant to not get out of it. I don't understand it, man. I will tell you an example. So, I was being a knucklehead in 20... Uh, 18, no, in 2019, 2020, didn't pay my personal property taxes on my car. So between 2018 and 2019, uh, I may have owed them uh, combined maybe $800 property tax on my car. So, you know what I mean? Some about 800 right? So fast forward to now, I need to get my plates renewed on my car. And of course, you got to have your personal property taxes paid. 
So because I didn't pay them on time and they were that far back, they added all these fees and whatever the hell onto it. Bro, I'm talking about attorney fees. They take you to court and you don't even go to court. They just send you a, a bill of you, what you know you already owe. You just didn't pay it because you wasn't able to pay it or you, you know, whatever your prerogative was. In my case, it was a little bit of both of being a knucklehead and being, you know, not having it due to being a knucklehead, making poor financial decisions. I'll take that across the chin. Now, so <laughs> they take you to court without you knowing you went to court. So they add an attorney fee on there, a court fee, blah, blah, whatever else, all this. So like I said, between 2018, 2019, oh, no, let me get it right. Yeah, 2018, no, 2019. And 20, right? I owed, like I said, whatever it was, like 1100 After they added all them taxes, fees, all that shit on there, bro, I owed them 2338 and some change, bro. I owed them $2,338 and some change, my G, due to not paying my personal property taxes on my car that was originally probably total, man, about... $800. No more than 1000 for sure. I don't know the exact, but it wasn't no more than 1000 And that ended up costing me double plus. <laughs> so pay your personal property tax, man. Same way with uh, uh, the IRS tax, man. Y'all heard my boy that I had on here. I ain't my boy. You know, when I called into the IRS on the, on the show and I was talking to him and he was talking all that shit, man. He's like, hey, they don't play about them taxes, man. So, hey, like I'm saying, get your turbo tax together. Turbo tax is good. Don't fall victim to these people that try to persuade you into uh, letting them do your taxes and then they fuck around and steal your identity. I actually knew a girl who was going through something like that. She was doing the credit thing or the, the tax thing, whatever the hell she was doing. Motherfucker stole her identity and she ended up getting locked up for, uh, uh, like, what was it, a bunch of fraud or whatever the hell man so make sure you got reputable people because we are in the scamming season people will scam the hell out you and steal your information and have you out here looking bad but yeah pay your taxes man pay your fare bro pay your fare this segment is called pay your fare also my brother Daryl, he just celebrated his 40th birthday and happy birthday to my bro for inspiring me with a bunch of things with music and uh, you know, kind of like showing me situations when I was younger, uh, you know, as he, we eight years apart. So he's showing me situations as he going through them too. You know what I'm saying? So that plays a lot into how my mind frame go too. You know what I'm saying? But definitely the music aspect as well. You know what I'm saying? He, I was, I was in like the fourth grade, fifth grade. And, uh, man, I was, I was Blasting Biggie CDs, Pac CDs, or whatever grade I was in, man. We went to a, a, a CD release, a Tupac. Uh, uh, I forgot what. <laughs> I think it was Machiavelli. It was at midnight, and I think Pocket just died, bro. <laughs> and so, and I'm, like, I'm like in grade school. I don't even know how old I am. I'm in like grade school, so no, no, no more than like fifth grade or some shit. And, like, we outside at midnight to get Pac CD. And in my mind, I'm thinking, like, bruh, how the fuck was we getting Pac CD? Pac just, Pac has died, bruh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nonetheless, we didn't miss any releases of any uh, very mainstream hip-hop album. Uh, well, he didn't. I seen a bunch of posts about All-Star Weekend being in Atlanta. 
and a lot of people being down there broke or complaining about prices. And I mean, that kind of happens like every year. Um, I don't know, man. I just within the, with this pandemic, it's like I don't see why anybody will be trying to run down to one area and be like heavily populated with this Corvid popping off. It's like you got people from different parts around the world just running down there to Atlanta to the All Star Weekend. Now, I don't even think it was able to beat nobody even at the game because of the whole Corvid thing. But you know, people went down there to celebrate, and it's just like I don't, I don't understand that, man. I just. I really don't. I understand things have been, you know, gotten lighter, uh, you know, with the with the pandemic stuff. I've seen Texas, they no masks now, and but still be, uh, what is it, precautious or whatever the hell. I don't know why Texas would even, you know, not have any masks. I don't know the actual numbers. I don't know the facts. I'm just saying. It just seems like with all, everything that was going on with Corvid and all this type of stuff, it's like, you know, everybody should have a mask mandate. But that's another thing. So you got all these people coming from different populations coming to kick it. I seen one of my Facebook friends. He was in the club, like some fat-ass club in Atlanta, just kicking it. Nobody had no mask on. Niggas just turned. And I just be thinking back to, like, shit, when Corvette first popped out, you know, I had a, a dude I work with named Lil Jarvis. Jarvis, he, he, you fuck around, look over at Jarvis, he squirting a little hand sanitizer in his mouth, talking about it's killing the Corvette. But back to Atlanta, I seen a post, I don't know if this shit be real or not, but it was like some chicks were in a U-Haul, and they was, like, turning up in a U-Haul because they drove down there in a U-Haul, like, utility van like you know what i'm saying like the joint that got a back like old girl was getting out of the u-haul at the gas station out the back of it like you know the little pop open door in the back because there ain't no doors on the side it's just the front two doors like it's like what the hell you know if that is really going on you know get it how you live but i don't know bro i seen a motherfucker complaining and they said it was two hundred dollars to get in the club for women three hundred dollars to get in the club for fellas I was like, woo, that's way too rich for my blood. I wish I would go somewhere and a motherfucker tell me it's $200 to get in this club tonight to be packed with a bunch of motherfuckers. Like, I never really even been on that type of time anyway. Just paying a lot of money to be in a club, pack with people? Nah, because people don't know how to act. So I'm always, like, on guard and anxious. You know, all them years of DJing and seeing how fights would break out and shit, Hell no, nah, that's the last thing I'm trying to do is be in an overpopulated club. And then I saw online about like a bunch of car theft situations where a lot of people had to end up paying their fare with these car situations where they would steal the rims and tires off of people's cars and leave them on bricks. I'm talking about, I'm seeing Dodge Challengers on there, a lot of uh, pickup trucks, SUVs. Uh, I seen a G-Wagon. They took the rims and the tires off of that motherfucker. Like, so, yeah, they've been doing that and breaking them people's cars like crazy down there in Atlanta, man. I mean, hey, they wildin' out there. It's all, you know, they, they trying to get all they can get down there. And while we on Atlanta, man, hey, shout out to my guy, Saha the Prince. Um, you know, he had a crazy situation where they shot up his Bentley truck on the highway and he had to like end up hitting a tree and he rolled a couple of times and said the car came back and they shot at him some more. You know, if you don't know who Saha the Prince is, um, he worked heavy with Kanye. That's how I mostly know him. Um, he, I mean, hey, you can Google Saha the Prince and you can tell he wrote pretty much a lot of shit 
that had to do with Kanye. But he also got his own dope situation where mixtapes that he put out too. So make sure you check out Side High the Prince, man. And I'm hey, I'm sending you more healing powers, and I'm I'm glad that you made it out of that situation, bro. Uh, you know, it's in in this industry, it just seems like it's too dangerous to be a rapper nowadays. Because in his situation, when he came out with a statement, he said he don't even know what it would be about. You know what I'm saying? He, he'd been out the streets for so many years. However, it could have been somebody that was from the streets, you know, from way back when, some or whatever. But man, look, we just, I'm just glad they didn't get you, my G, and keep doing your thing. Also, YFN Lucci, you know, another Atlanta artist, he had caught like a murder charge. Or something, man, and he was locked up for a while, and he ended up bonding out. But it's just a situation where they kind of painting these these scenarios that he, you know, he was involved in a murder that happened this date, and they know he did because of this, that, and the third. And it's like, man, can you imagine being on the top of your career, and then you know you do something crazy as hell and have to spend the rest of your life in jail? You know, it's like. And you wonder the situations behind these things. I'm not saying he did it. I don't know if he did it or didn't, but I just know that he was named with some things. I think one of the victims that uh, was targeted, he didn't die or something. Man, you know, somebody ended up dying. You know, one of them things. But it's just like, hey, it's dangerous out here being a rapper. You know, then when you're a rapper, do you feel like you got to prove yourself more sometimes so niggas don't think you pussy, you know? I know that fool 6ix9ine is paying his fare with all that security he be having. That dude. I don't understand how you get out of the feds. You snitch on motherfuckers. Get out of the feds, whatever the case may be. And then you come out looking for more smoke. You come out talking crazy as hell about whoever. He was dissing King Von uh, to Lil Durk and Lil Reese on a live once. And was telling him, go pick your mans up. Talking about, you know, because King Von got killed. And it's like... Dude, why do you insert yourself in situations that really don't have anything to do with you? You know, you got all this damn security you run around with. And, by the way, one of the security companies are suing him because he owed him like $75,000. But it's like, dude, you already got out of jail. You were supposed to do all this time. And you come out and you just trying to start shit with whoever for whatever. Like, he just got into it with Meek Mill, you know? It's just wild, man. You you gonna have to pay your fare with that security for a long time, my guy. Cause all these people you making your ops just don't. It just don't. It just don't make sense, man. You insert yourself in situations that have anything to do with you. But shout out to Bobby Schmurda. He just got out. Very dope to see how many rappers help support him. Quavo, uh, I forget whoever else, but I know Quavo picked him up in like a private jet. Uh, you know, throwing some money. I think Young Thug threw him some money, you know, when he got out, you know, a couple hundred thousand or something like that. Uh, you know, all that kind of stuff, man. It's good to see him out. And he, he went to jail and he did not snitch. However, he snitched in the song, <laughs> the song that he had. But you know it is what it is. You can Google that. But uh guess that's going to wrap it up. We're going to ride out to my dog, SJ Apollo. This joint is called All Me. All right? Fly perspective shit. Ladies and gentlemen, this is so special. Gang fucked up, so I treated. 
it like a drought That's why it's like a drop every time I'm coming out Treat the verses like work, what the fuck you talking about? It's all about your wins, but it's the losses that they count So fuck a critic With the mind frame, I'ma fucking get it These other rappers, they ain't fucking with it Dumb high Whole crib, reeking a weed before the sunrise King of my destiny, this crown is one size My connection to the city, you can't untie Was raised on the north, check your jump drive I know your type, choosing hate over life This type of shit'll leave your soul on ice Astronaut with that solar light Focus like a motherfucking laser on a hater Moving from the minors to the majors Through the days of adversity I hung with cats that wore the mask before the emergency I just play my background like a curtain crease I just walk my path, smoke my gas Yeah, and I'm all about that cash Suckers hating on me, tell them kiss my ass Bitch, that's all me Rolling with the punches like a molly now I'm stunting on them golly She looking at the kid and she call me Yeah, bitch that's all me Rolling with the punches like a molly Now I'm stunting on them golly She winking at the kid and she call me